Yo, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going. I just uh, just messing with my dad. He uh, he's got COVID. Oh no. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. It was a a mass. Well, mass is. It was a group text between me, my sister, and him, and I got the first message, and I just assumed it was my sister because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just where she lives, what she does, and the fact that my dad doesn't seem to really leave the house much, so I'm like, it couldn't have been pops. Yeah. Well, yeah, he says he's got a fever of about a, what is it, 100.2, um, but that he's, he seems to be doing okay. He's going to quarantine himself and told him I'd check in with him later. Okay, good. Yeah, my mom's just getting over it, too. Really? <clears throat> have you had it? No. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure I have had it, but. Why do you say that? Well, just because I, I kind of figure, I mean, everybody's probably had it at some point. But what the hell kind of statement is that? <laughs> well, no, because it's just out there, right? It's like, it's like, you know, walking around saying, you know, you've never gotten a cold before. You know, I think. Well, no, but you know when you get a cold. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes you don't. But I mean, you don't know if it's a cold or maybe it's COVID. You know, and so that's what well, I, that's what you, I mean. Well, you, you you do because there are tests. Well, right, right. But what I'm saying is that you know, uh, prior to tests being as prevalent as they are now, um, I know I, me- I remember getting sick back the end of 2020, and uh, right around Christmas time, and it just felt to me like a regular cold, like I. It was, I didn't experience like any symptoms that I had heard about COVID. I mean, and I was sick, but honestly, it didn't feel like any other. So it was probably just a regular cold then, right? Right. It could be, but that's the thing. Everybody's, you know, goes through it differently. You know, it hits some people harder than others. Don't give me that look, man. That's true. And then there's some people who get COVID and they're asymptomatic. Like they, they, they're carrying it. I I totally understand. But if you're saying you had no COVID symptoms and you thought it was a cold, isn't it more likely that it was a cold? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, <laughs> but I'm just saying that because without any actual test to verify, it could have uh, been a case of COVID. And I just, cause I have, I've, I've taken tests more recently, like this, well, not this year. I mean, you just started but like last year, uh, for work, I had to get, you know, tested for certain things. And, uh, and this was like an everyday thing and they all came back negative. Like that's the only kind of testing of COVID that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, you know, the nasal swab. And then there's when you got to spit into like a, a tube, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize how, I mean, I usually spit quite a, quite a bit, but when you, when I'm, be, when I'm being asked to do it on command, all of a sudden my mouth, <laughs> wants to get, yeah, I get, <laughs> you know, my mouth gets all dried up and everything, but yeah. So that's what's happening with me right now. <laughs> Not spitting, but just dealing with my dad, making sure yeah. he's okay. Uh, I hope he, I hope he's recovering quickly and. Feels better soon. Yeah, I mean, same here. Same here. Uh, so what's up, brother? How's your day? Not much, man. My day is okay. I uh, slow. I just had a couple people in the morning, and then I got sidetracked with some other stuff around the house. I still need to work out and record a uh, a boring gear review, but that's it. Other than that, doing fine. How about you? I'm okay. You know, work. Uh, I did go to the gym earlier, but. I didn't really do a whole lot, you know, cause you know, sometimes I, I, I kind of complain about some of the aches and pains that I have and I'm dealing with something really nasty right now. I actually don't even know what, what's going on. Cause like my arms usually hurt, mm-hmm. but my left bicep is really giving me some discomfort. Oh, you strained it or you, you know, like an almost pull. Yeah. Like it, it freaking hurts. I just been lathering up my arm with like icy hot and stuff. But it's you like stop, huh? you gotta stop curling until it goes away. I can't do that, man. That's you have I mean you have to. it's the only way it'll go away. I've done that so many times. Like you have to. It's like my bread and butter. <laughs> if you take a couple weeks and let it heal, then you can get back to it. Otherwise you can keep doing it and it just gets it just gets worse. Yeah. I mean I I worked my arms yesterday actually. But that's like my uh my light arm day where, you know, I mostly just focus on like a lighter weight, but more reps mm-hmm. um, and doing a traditional curl. It doesn't hurt. But when I have to do a uh, like a hammer curl, 
Um, like that motion, it feels like somebody's like it's like it's like feels like a, like a someone stabbed me with a knife. Like it's just this yeah. really sharp pain. And uh, yeah, I was like, man, what the fuck did I do? So yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll I'll chill with that for a bit. Like even when I'm sleeping, I can just feel it, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm getting old, man. Oh, years back, I had pulled my bicep, and um, it 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 would obviously hurt when I would do stuff. But then, so I was like, okay, let me not do shit for a little bit. But then, like the strain or the pull was so bad that, like, even like if I was just laying in bed, and I remember one night waking up in the middle of the night, and I was like screaming. It was like it felt like like it, it was tearing off of my body. Yeah. Yeah um yeah yeah this one i definitely was feeling it like when i was sleeping um not as painful what you described but something that i'm not used to feeling with my arm so yeah i need to i'll give i'll give it a rest yeah i'll give it a rest you're right you're right although <laughs> I, what my does, professional opinion as a doctor what does wrapping it do like like if you it, so, so like the compression um well one it, it could potentially prevent you you know overworking it because that resistance of the compression can help but also like com uh, the compression sometimes like helps well at least feeling like the uh swelling or the inflammation is reducing but it's not so it's like you don't want to wrap it and then work out because now you're not going to feel when you should stop oh yeah okay yeah that's like about people who wear a compression i have a compression for uh which this is equally probably an impressive comment to say, and also a, an embarrassing one for me. Uh, I have a compression sleeve that I got for uh, my leg. And, <laughs> you use it for your arm. And I can use it for my arm. <laughs> um, but I don't yeah, want to I mean, mask it, though. Like, if it's, if it's no. just going to mask it and kind of, yeah, then that's not yeah, a good yeah. idea. Yeah, like with compression stuff, like I always find it's better, like that's better preventative. It's That's not rehab at all. Like, okay. don't use it for rehab. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and some people get in trouble too. Like you know, you'll see those guys who walk around, even outside of the gym, like with weight belts on and shit like that. Um, and that's super bad because it's like your muscles have to work less because you're you're like using a crutch. Yeah, yeah. And then so they feel like, oh, I don't, I don't, I have all this extra support. And then when you take that shit off, they're weaker because they haven't had to be stronger. Yeah, it's it's cheating, yeah. you know, it's cheating yeah, a little you gotta bit. Be, yeah, it's 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 like how like when people do steroids, obviously you can go work out way harder and like there's far more blood and oxygen pumping into your uh, muscles and stuff, but um, you don't feel when you're supposed to stop, and that's why so many people who do a lot of steroids get really fucked up, is because they just push past anything where it's like your body would naturally say like, hey, give it a rest, like, like yeah, this doesn't feel good, like we're gonna, it's about something bad is about to happen, and there's like I, I can't feel it at all, and they go so hard, and then they get they get hurt, yeah. Definitely don't want that. I mean, not that I take steroids. I don't do that shit. I gotta <laughs> conserve as much of my penis as I as I can. <laughs> I feel the same way, man. That's every time somebody's talked about steroids, I'm like, yeah, but what about your dick? I know, yeah. That's that's more important than muscles, I, man. I like I like being strong. I like having muscles, but like my dick is more important. Yeah, than same that. here. I was gonna say the same thing. It's like I like you know being fit and everything, but nothing at the cost of. Uh, Losing, no. losing any acreage down there. It's like, no. I, I wouldn't even have to think about it. If someone's like, okay, you can keep your dick and keep having sex forever, but you can't work out, or would you rather work out and not have use of your dick? Like, there's no question. Yeah. There's no yeah. question. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, you know, having sex is a workout in and of itself. It's pleasurable, yeah. pleasurable as it is, you know? But a, a lot of guys, man, they sacrifice that. They sacrifice it. Yeah. They'd rather look like they have big muscles. But I'm like, what do you want big muscles for if it's not that? I know, sex yeah, with yeah. Girls? Like, <laughs> what are they for? All right, my sex life isn't even that active, and I'm that's still a no. <laughs> that's a definite no go for me. It's like no. But then it's like, oh well, well, if I if I have the opportunity, yeah, I want to be wanna, able to seize it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You know, whip it out when asked. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> oh man, hey, yeah. did uh, did you see the uh, second episode of The Last of Us? I did. You did. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I watched it twice. Uh, Jesse, he hit me up 
because he heard the last episode where we were talking about it. And uh, our boy, our friend of the show, Jesse Carter, who uh, hosts the Pro Wrestling Shoot, a uh, podcast all about the graps, pro wrestling. And because uh, he heard he heard it's in, not about grappling. It's about pro wrestling. There's grappling involved in pro wrestling. <laughs> you motherfuckers always talk about the grappling arts. I don't hear you talking about judo or Greco Roman. It's more jiu jitsu. You're well, only talking about professional wrestling. Well, yeah, it, grappling in the context of, of pro course. wrestling. Of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. There's grappling in pro wrestling. Yes. yes. So but you're talking yeah. about like one specific art of grappling. It's like people who are like, oh, there's like a religious school. You're like, oh, really? What religions do you study? Just one. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, be that as it may, <laughs> he hit me up and he, you know, he, you know, obviously he really he's a big fan of both of those games. And he was like, man, you guys got to stick with it. It's not as formulaic as probably how I laid it out to be. He was like, you really got to stick with it and da da da. So I will. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and I've like, and, and the thing is, like, after he sent me that text, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stick with it for at least a couple episodes. Um, and if it's great, then I'll just stay with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, I, I meant to watch it on Sunday night, actually. And I forget what I got into that night, but it just kind of slipped my mind. I think maybe I was, yeah. was that, when did I watch Reddit or that was Saturday, I think. But yeah, anyway, it slipped my mind. And then, you know, Monday, and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I had to watch Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, oh. So I'm going to get around to it. Because yeah, I'm hearing that it's keeping up its quality. That this I love it, man. Is really good. Yeah, it is really good. Um, so you know, obviously, I I was a big fan of the first episode, and I watched it again before the second episode came out, and um, I loved it. I was like, holy shit, this is, it's so good. Um, and they they lay out. When you watch the second episode, they spell things out that like in the first episode, if you go back and look at, oh, shit, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. They didn't they didn't beat you over the head with it in the first one. And they they let you in a little further in the second one. Um, yeah, I loved it. And then I watched it again. Uh, oh, look at you trying to be like me. I'm, I am trying to be like, yes, yeah, what I thought about. I'm like B right now. Yeah. Um, Two time Graham. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I watched it. And it was funny on Sunday. I watched Last of Us. And then I finally watched the first episode of Chernobyl. I guess I, I wasn't sad enough. And I was like, let me let me get more sad. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the, that, that, it's a Yo, great show. That series it's is fucking so fantastic. Good. I've only seen the first episode. Holy but, shit. Yeah, it's a brutal watch, man. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. You definitely, I mean, I, yeah, that's, for, at least for me, like I was not able to binge watch that. Because no. when, when I saw it, it had already finished its uh, its run. And I had to give myself space in between each one of those episodes because it's yeah, it's it's some heavy shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a great, great show. Unbelievable, so well made, and uh, yeah, I felt the same way. It's like okay, I, I I'm definitely gonna finish this, but I'll I'll probably wait like a week between each episode. Yeah, like Indeed. Last of Us is heavy, but it's it's um you know out there enough. You know, Chernobyl's real, and so yeah. it's like I, this is this is brutal. Uh, but yeah, so good. So, so everybody listening, I, I, we've talked about it a lot before. Like B is not that into horror, but recently he's been getting into horror and something I brought up a lot and he's mentioned he's, he knows about it, but he hasn't watched it is hereditary. And he texted me on, I think it was Friday or something. The Friday, uh, I thought maybe it was Saturday, but yeah, it was yeah over the weekend. Either way. Yeah. yeah. And you were like, I'm, I'm, I'm watching her. I'm, I'm watching hereditary. And, uh, and I was, I said something like, oh shit, like good luck or whatever. Um, and then a little bit later you texted me, you were like, this is dark. And I texted <laughs> back like, no B, <laughs> it's the darkest. <laughs> it's, it's beyond dark. But uh, yesterday I had time, uh, I had like a lot of the afternoon off. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stretch and try to rehab my shoulder and stuff. And so while I was doing that, I, I rewatched The Last of Us 2. And then I watched Hereditary also. Oh, I rewatched okay. Hereditary. Uh, so I'm I'm ready to talk about it. I'm so well, excited I, to hear what you thought. I'm I'm, gl I'm glad you rewatched it. I, I actually need to rewatch it um, because, as I want to do, you fell asleep. I did. You, I did uh, on the first viewing. Doing but, other shit. But no, no, I w I wasn't actually. Hmm. Um, but I did. So I I dozed off. And I woke up and it was like all the credits, but I was I was close to the end anyway. 
Okay. And it was late, so that's why I kind of just dozed. But I did. I got up and I I just rewound back to where I was, and I, you know, I continued watching it. But I I just want to see it again, just overall. Yeah. Um. And before we get into it, I do. Yeah, I want to give myself a pat on the back for being put my big boy pants on. It's a that's a big boy movie. And yeah, that's what I heard. That's what everybody was saying about this movie outside of the quality of, of the film. And the one thing I will say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm a big boy now, being 43 years old. Like you handled it. Not much scares me, really. Oh, and that's good. I honestly didn't find the movie to be as scary as uh, I guess you know I had heard it to be, or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just you know, like I said, I'm growing the fuck up now. But it probably, it's but, been built up quite a bit for you, too. right? Right. But that being said, towards the end, I'd be lying if 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 I told you that I wasn't watching it through. Yeah, a couple of fingers. I had my hand yeah. up. That's what I know. I was like, "Oh, this is getting crazy." The and I'm like watching it through is... my little fingers. Yeah, <laughs> the last act is rough. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it, just a lot of things that I, because I mean, everything everything I've seen about this movie, uh, like you know, clips and trailers and everything, all kind of all kind of seem to center around the daughter, right? And and again, spoiler alert for everybody. Um, I was surprised how quickly she's taken out. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting that. I was like, oh. So that immediately kind of kind of got my that got my attention right out right. the gate. Cause I, I was like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. And uh Yeah, man, it was I, I should have took notes. And that's another reason why I want to see it again. Mm. It was uh I didn't you know, it's one of those movies like you know, you I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this is intriguing. The acting is great. Tony Collette is Ugh. amazing. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm get, I, I'm with it. But I was never with it, if that makes any sense. You know, where sure. I'm watching it, don't really know what's happening or even where this thing is going. Yeah. But it was so intriguing. I was so intrigued by the characters and, and what was happening with his family that I just, I couldn't look away i had to i had i just wanted to know okay what what is happening how is this going to play out and the fright and everything honestly i i, I kind of it was just more like a family drama yeah uh, a lot of this up until yeah, yeah, yeah. you know towards the end like the end of the second getting into that third act that's when you start to see some of the you know other things like supernatural type elements kind of come mm-hmm. into play and i liked how they handled that where you know, because I, I was just, I was just expe- I was expecting something like right out the gate, you know, supernatural, like a very almost like a haunted house type thing. Yeah, and it really isn't that. Um, I mean, it is to a degree, but yeah, yeah, but it takes its time with it. And that's yeah, that's the best way. It takes its time in getting to the supernaturalness of it all. Yeah. But the family drama is is so arresting and effective that. You know, honestly, like as I'm watching, I I was starting to forget that this was a horror movie. Totally. And then the horror begins, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, it uh, like you can take out the the dark magic stuff and the supernatural stuff, and it's um, it's a movie about uh, tragedy and uh, like grief, mental illness loss, and, yeah. and grief and loss, and it's like you know the hereditary is one because the the mother the grandmother who dies in the very beginning of the movie um it's her bloodline that is going to bring this uh demon of hell into earth so that's important hereditary but also like the mental illness within her family you that's also hereditary also um yeah so it's like you could take out all that supernatural stuff and that it and then it like you said it's just this really intense family drama with just tragedy so it's just about depression and coping and grief and yeah it's it's uh yeah, pretty and, intense and, and the reveal with the uh you know the information that is learned about you know the grandmother and the fact that yeah she's part of this almost like coven that right she's like the the queen of this right and they're there to not even resurrect but to bring forth this it was like it's like a prince demon of hell or something like that yeah it's and, like the god of mischief in hell named yeah Raymond. And, and it, I mean, that kind of just, that information kind of comes like almost like right towards the end. 
Yeah. And, you know, is dealing with the son. I felt bad for that son because he ends up being the instrument. Yeah. Um, What's crazy, like, and you watch it, so there's a, a scene where Tony Collette uh, is after her mom dies before her daughter dies. She's in a, like a, a group meeting um, for like loss of family. Like, you know, people are coping with loss of family. And she's talking about her mom and she's talking about how her mom, you know, was kind of fucked up and that she had a, and that Tony Collette had a brother who was schizophrenic and always claiming that the grandmother was trying to put people inside of him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's part of it. Like her, the grandmother was trying to use her son to bring forth this demon and it didn't work and it drove the son insane and he killed himself or died. I don't remember. I think, I think, it, I think he killed himself. Yeah. And the dad as well. Yeah. And then when Tony Collette and then they, you learn this throughout the movie when Tony Collette got pregnant and it was a boy, she wouldn't let her mother near him. And then when the daughter was born, the grandmother was like obsessed with the daughter, but she was using that. Basically the cult, the the coven was like the entire time was puppeting this family to lead to this moment where the daughter's got to die. And then the son is going to bring, is gonna inha- is gonna, the, the the demon is gonna inhabit the body of the sun. It's, it's so vessel. fucked up. It yeah. is, yeah. And and you know, the the moment of when the the daughter, like her death was fucked up, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I I couldn't believe that. I mean, she she gets decapitated. Yeah, and her kappa is detated her, from her head. Her kappa is detated. Yeah. And I, I and again like that was so shocking to me because I wasn't like I wasn't expecting that, and you know the mother you know Tony Collette I mean she, you know she she blames her son for it and and again like it was like that the drama between the son and Tony Collette his mom was heavy yeah you know because I felt so bad for that son you know being in that in that position and you know the mother's just looking at him with disdain. You know, because, you know, it was it was sad. Yeah. Was sad. He's a kid. He's 17. He was forced to bring his 13 year old sister to this party. And, and I lo- she ate nuts. And then. Yeah. And I love that moment where the son, he confronts her about that. Yeah. That scene where, you know, he because she was putting all this blame on him. And, and he was like, she didn't even want to go. You forced her to go, you know, yeah. and that in and, and that confrontation, it felt so. It felt so authentic. Yeah. And real, you know. Yeah. Because uh, they're both dealing with the loss of this one. I mean, he's he's dealing with the loss of his sister. She obviously didn't love the child, you know. And they're both going through this grief and just you know trying to understand how this thing could happen. And you know, and the dad is like, he's weak. He's he a is. weak man. Yeah. He's trying. He means well, but he's weak. And he doesn't. He's desperately trying to keep his family together, and he doesn't know how. And yeah, he's pretty feckless. Uh, yeah, like he doesn't want to. I mean, yeah, like you said, he his. His heart is in the right place. He totally. Just, he, he doesn't. He's just unwilling to kind of. I don't say stand, like rise to the occasion, but I guess kind of where. Yeah. To be a little, you know, to be. Firmer. Firmer. Yes. Yes. Especially yeah. when, when it, as it relates to Tony Collette's and how she's been and how she's dealing and treating you know her son. Yeah, and then like later he he starts to step into that role a little bit. Um. Yeah, and who who was the, the father played by? Because he, he's a he's a, a name actor. Yeah, he's a he's a famous character actor. You see him all over yeah. the place. Um, let's see. Because he was really good. I mean, everybody in this movie was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody's outstanding. So it's uh, yeah. Alex Wolf is the son. Oh, Gabriel Byrne. That's that's right. Son. Yeah, yeah, Gabriel, Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. Yeah, and the daughter is uh, Millie Shapiro. Yeah. Um, so the yeah and then you know uh, one of the like the right hand uh cult member introduces herself to Tony Collette it, it, in this uh therapy group where it's like you know the more vulnerable you are the more susceptible you are to new things yeah that's how all cults work like you either have to you, you get people into a cult when they're young and they're susceptible or after a tragedy that's how all cults operate yeah when they're no, vulnerable. like yeah yeah no strong like 
secure person can be persuaded into believing insane things or doing crazy things. So, uh, yeah, she presents herself and then she like gets her to summon this demon into her house, which is Payman. And, and, and she, uh, and like you said, I mean, she was, she was fly with it. Cause oh, she played her like really she, hard. She did. I mean, she really ingratiated. I mean, she ingratiated herself with me. She just yeah. seemed like a nice little, you know, woman and stuff. And so the demon first gets introduced because of that. Um, was it like a seance that they, that, that Tony Collette held, holds with the family, right? Yeah. 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 That's kind of, and that, yeah, she uses that. That was, she that, thinks that's she's like talking to her daughter. Yeah. yeah. And the Trojan horse is the entity in that way. Yeah. And, and that scene was pretty powerful too, because, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just Tony Collette's performance, he was like so She's manic so good, man. and just desperate to try to, yeah. to to reconnect with, you know, the daughter that she lost. And that, and it's around that time that that's when a lot of the, like, the subtle supernatural things start to creep in. Like, there's a, there's a, there was a thing that, that's established where the daughter, she does that, like, clicking with her, mm-hmm. uh, her mouth or whatever, like this. And then, you know, you'll, you start to periodically hear that. Uh, within the house, you know, the mother and the son start start hearing that, and like that is the start of, I guess, the uh, the haunting, mm-hmm. as it were. But yeah, but at this, I mean, but at least for me, watching it, I'm like, okay, well, obviously it's the little girl, like she's like stuck in this house, whatever. But it's like, no, it's this larger, nastier entity that stuck his way <laughs> into their lives. And the scene at the end when they're setting the stage for this ritual. Uh, and you see Tony Collette. And at this point, she gets possessed, quite obviously. So, and right before that, she she realizes what's going on, that there's a demon in the house, and she let it out, and she she's coming clean to her husband. Because her son, at school, gets possessed by this demon and slams his face into his desk. It's such a crazy yeah. scene. Oh, I forgot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's so nuts. Breaks his nose damn there. Yeah. And so, like, he's sleeping in his bed, and she's telling the husband, like, I went up in the attic and my mother's dead body is in there with her head cut off. And uh, he's like, what? the No. And he goes up and looks and there it is. And he's like, oh, shit. And she's like, it's because of this cult and this book and this woman. And this, you know, this book is somehow tied to the demon. We have to burn it. But last time I tried to burn it, it set my arm on fire. So you have to do it. And he's like, no. You're, this is where he finally steps up. He's like, you're crazy. Yeah. I got to protect my son. And she grabs a book and she throws it in the fire. And then he immediately bursts in the flames. Bursts in the flames, yeah. It's so gnarly. Um, and he dies. And then when the son wakes up, he comes downstairs and, and he's standing over the body of his, uh, burning body of his dad. And then Tony Collette is like up on the ceiling behind him doing her so best scary. creepy spider-man impersonation yeah it's so scary and then uh and then yeah and then she's like chasing him and there's that scene where he runs up into the attic and um he closes the attic and tony collette couldn't get in and then he's like please stop and at this point he's like crumbling he's like yeah. mommy mommy please stop he's in bad shape this poor fucking kid i know and uh there's a scene where it cuts to tony collette on the ceiling she's hovering on the ceiling just slamming her head into the ceiling to get in it's so crazy it is it is and so he that's it's at that point that he uh he kind of the son makes a beeline out the window uh he sees a bunch of the, all the cultists the are like yeah. naked in the attic yeah yeah and and, and, and the, but the thing is at the end like it's it's almost like he just kind of resigns himself to his fate because it's not like he's he dies when he goes out the window Oh, you, oh, is that what happened? Yeah, so he he dies, and then that's how Payman, who is somehow also intertwined with Charlie, the girl, her, okay, her spirit, okay. are kind of connected, and then they both go into Peter into the into the so, body. So that's why when he comes to, he's just accepting of everything that's happened. Okay, that act, okay. And, then, and 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 then he does that click. Yeah, that. Because he he's like he's like part Charlie and then part and then all the all of that payment. yeah yeah see that's what you see. yeah that's why I wanted to check it out again just to yeah. kind of see it and there's more. that scene where there's a Tony lot Collette, going on in this movie dude so much and there's that scene Tony Tony Collette ends up in the attic and she's sawing her own head off while she's floating in the air yeah it's, yeah it's so crazy and then and then you know and then in in the there was like a treehouse that the daughter would sleep in all the time that now they're having they have this like effigy. 
or a, a shrine to payment is they have this fake body and then the decapitated head of the daughter right is is the head of is the, the head of, yeah it's so and gnarly the, and, and and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm just watching it's like what the fuck like who, <laughs> this, yeah <laughs> yeah 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 some demented shit yeah it really is and and i think because that the movie it it waits to present this this to you that yeah, when it doesn't it, force anything at right all. and that by the time that it finally does it's actually it's genuinely shocking because <laughs> yeah. you just haven't ex- you've experienced some things of course but nothing to this level it like goes from zero to fucking 80 in about four seconds and you're just like yeah. holy shit yeah and it, and it makes it and it makes those moments all that much more impactful when you really see like okay yeah now shit hit the fucking fan yeah and this and and again like much like um smile i mean there's no way this is going to have a pleasant ending right and right in the, the you know the, the filmmakers the, the writers like they don't give you one it's like it would be dishonest to these characters yeah and to and to the viewers it's like no there's no way to that you're going to walk out of this feeling yeah <laughs> feeling, feeling happy yeah, because in movies like this, it would always be like, oh, we got to bring a priest in here and he's going to do an exorcist and then we're going to win at the end, which is like every, yeah, you yeah. know, any demonic possession type of movie. It's like that's 100% of the time that's how it ends. Um, and it's so contri- <clears throat> contrived at this point. This- like you were saying, like this is like, no, everything is, it's it would be a disservice to, to the story you just saw if they didn't win. I'm like, of course they're going to win. Yeah. Like, why would they not? I mean, they're, they set up, they, they, they knocked over that first domino of their plan. Yeah. And they all fell at the end. Yeah. And, and it's like once the, the daughter's dead and then once the dad dies, you're like, well, the, the, I mean, there's no way out. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way out of this. Thanks. Yeah, it's intense. So I want to see what this guy, so the director, Ari Aster, because I know he's done some mm-hmm. other horror movies that, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he did, did Midsummer. Um, Midsummer. that's right. I saw that as well. I love that movie. That's a good movie, yeah. Yeah. Did we yeah, talk about great. that on this show? I, so. I don't think Maybe. we did. No? I don't think so. Because hmm. yes, I knew I knew he had done something. So he did so Midsummer came after Hereditary. Yeah. Well, he did these back to back years, 2018 and 2019. Yeah, Midsummer's great. Yeah, Midsummer's has, really uh, good. <laughs> Just for the fact that it's Flores Pugh. Yeah, yeah. That movie's a trip because it's it's rare that you maybe we did talk about it actually. But it's rare that you see any kind of horror movie that takes place in pretty much an all bright setting. Yeah, <laughs> like just, just, everything's gorgeous. Everything's gorgeous <laughs> yeah. and pretty. Like such a such a contrast between the uh, the macabre patterns that are going on. Within, again, I, I, speaking of a cult, I don't know if this is true. I just heard in like Sweden and stuff they they think that movie's hilarious because like all of the the rituals and stuff they're like this is absurd and nonsense. But like that movie is not scary because of these rituals. That movie is scary. Because of the themes of like feeling lost, feeling outnumbered, feeling uh, like trapped and uh, like everybody knows something that you don't like. It's dealing with like human feelings. It just sets it in like a horror movie. But it's all the things that we all have insecurities about. Like think back to any time you were a kid and you, you know when you're in school and you feel like it feels like everybody knows what to do except for me. Like that movie plays on that fear so hugely that to me i felt like just non-stop anxiety yeah, me this too. movie like i get it i get it yeah just fucking get out of there this is terrible yeah it's so good yeah I'm, i might have to watch that one again too yeah this guy's good this aria yeah aster Ari aster yeah kudos on you brother i i totally understand you know all the uh the uh the acclaim that hereditary was getting at yeah. the time of its release you know especially when it comes to tony collette who we've talked about on this show multiple times. Like, oh I mean, yeah, she, she, you can put her in anything. I mean, she's just one of those actress actors. Do you saw actors or actresses? Whatever. I, I I call them all actors. Yeah, yeah, she's 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 just one of those actors that will, if she's in good material or great material, she's gonna make yeah. it that much better. And if, yeah, and she's all and conversely, like if she's in, you know, just doing something for the paycheck, you know, she's gonna give it her all. Like I, yeah, her 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 performance in that first Knives Out. You know, which, yeah. which is a good movie. Like, I'm not shitting on Knives Out, but like, you know, uh, kind of a you know, lighthearted clue who done it. Mm-hmm. But her character, like, she's she's a chameleon. I've seen her in you know portray so many different types of characters. Where yeah, Sixth Sense, 
Never saw Sixth Sense. He's the mother. You've really never seen the Sixth yeah, Sense? Yeah, yeah. Sixth Sense is, is fantastic. You should watch that. Yeah, everybody keeps telling me, even in spite it, of knowing the, the twist. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's I mean that like it takes away the twist, which was at the time like what? Yeah, yeah. But um the movie is outstanding. It's really good. Would you say that it's uh M Night's best still or yeah, for sure. So? Yeah. Yeah. I heard he's doing like a TV show that's good right now. Oh really? I don't remember I don't remember what it's called, but a, a buddy of mine was just telling me that it's I think he might I, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's I think he just might be attached to it as like a director or like I mean uh, a producer. A producer. Oh okay. But he does and have he, a new movie coming did, out though. Uh, does it, I didn't with he Batista. Do the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the knock cabin, it, knock locked, it, locked cabin or knock at the door or something like that. Knock at the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and didn't he do the visit? Is that him? He is that the one with the uh the, 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 the two kids who go to their grandparents? Yeah. Now I've heard that's a really good one. That movie's you good. You told me. You son. told me it was good. That movie's good, son. Yeah, and, I haven't and, seen and, that. And that movie's scary too. You should watch that. Yeah, it looks. Uh, it looks interesting. It's like a found footage movie too, right? Where no, or... it, uh, the daughter in the movie, the daughter is also making a documentary. Yeah. Um. So she, it uses the camera, like. Um, oh you know, yeah, yeah. Like it, it, like how in Blair Witch. It will cut between the perspectives of like people in the camera. In this movie, it's it's, it's a proper movie, and then there's also her perspective through the camera through the lens. Camera. Sometimes okay. uh, that movie's great, really fucked up, really creepy. Um, it's called Sticks the Landing. It's called The Visit, right? The Visit, yeah. I wonder if it's on HBO Max or something. Let's see where I can stream it. And it, it looks, it actually, because I remember the trailers for it, and I remember at the time that it, that it was uh, that it was out. I, mean, oh, I really want to check that out. Yeah, I, I like M. Night Shyamalan. I don't like all of his stuff, but uh, I think, I, you know, I think he's got a better bat and average than most. He's just a guy who he needs a writing partner or like a couple people to work with him. When he's left to his own devices, it doesn't work well. He, he has great ideas. And it's just like a lot of people have great ideas and you need other people around you to help you mold that into something good. Because Oh, nice. I can watch it on Netflix. Oh sweet, yeah, 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 it's good, man. It's good. I like. It. I watched it again, like just a couple months ago. And it's, and it's genuinely like like scary, or is it because because it looks it's like scary. there might be some comedy in there too. Uh, kind of like the there's the a boy in it, like this little white kid, and uh, he wants to be a rapper. So like that's funny. That sounds hilarious. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, not not the little white boys can't be rappers, but you know. You know, it's still funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's not like it's not like rap is black music. So when you see like a skinny little white kid like being a rapper, it's funny. It's it's, it's funny. Yeah, especially um, like in an M Night horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's grounded. So there's there's no supernatural. It's totally grounded, and it's scary. Okay. Yeah, it's scary. Very very creepy, and and the yeah, it's good. Would you recommend that I watch the visit? Before I rewatch Hereditary, yeah, just because yeah. you've already seen Hereditary, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, because you won't be like scared by Hereditary again, or you won't be like as creeped out. You'll just be like able to watch it as a great movie, yeah. But the visit will, will, I think you'll feel a lot of tension in the visit. Sweet, you know what? You know what is on HBO though is Velma. The I was uh, just gonna bring that up. Have you seen it? I've seen the first. Uh, now I had no interest in wanting to see this same, until I this backlash that I'm seeing yeah. everywhere about <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's what made me watch it too. Everybody's so upset about this fucking dumb cartoon, and I was just intrigued. And I watched the first three episodes. Oh over, wow! Over the weekend, I only watched the first one. I couldn't. I couldn't make it past. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand the venom. Really? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, and I, and that, and that, and this is not me. You know, sitting here saying it's like some great cartoon or some great show. I thought yeah, it was fine. Cool. Like it Did was, you? it was, yeah, it was watchable, but I, man, I don't have, uh, like Scooby-Doo wasn't precious to me. These characters aren't precious to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean, I'm maybe I'm looking at it through a different lens. I'm just looking at no, it as I, a I, version I, of, yeah, of Scooby-Doo they're, type. They're thing. not precious to me either. Like, I mean, I, I like Scooby-Doo. I watch Scooby-Doo with my son. Sometimes we watch some of the movies and it's fun, but I have no like emotional attachment to Scooby-Doo. Um, I just thought on its own, it was really bad. Like just, I oh. thought her writing and, and acting was terrible. So just based on that, I was like, this is awful. 
What do you? Okay, all right. I mean, well, you obviously, so, so, obviously, your opinion is the majority because it doesn't seem to be pleasing anybody. You know. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought um, it's it's vulgar for no reason. Like it's clearly trying to be edgy. You know, it's it's not. It's very much trying to copy what the Harley Quinn show is doing, where it's like it. Well, that's it yeah. Took, that, that, that's fairly obvious when you watch it. Yeah, it's like it's it's really like HBO was like, we need another one. Because that shit's great. We need another one. And Mindy Kaling was like, I got it. Let me take a character that's... So I do have... The only problem I have as far as like the connection of Scooby-Doo in this is this incessant need Hollywood has to take something wholesome and turn it perverted for no reason. Like, there's no reason to do this. Like, you can make a new... Velma is also not a popular character. So it's like, you're not gaining tons of Scooby-Doo fans with the Velma show. So why? But of, but of the gang, she's the most interesting one, isn't she? She's not. She's boring as fuck. She's, but she in was the, the one that did the everything. Show, she's boring. Yeah, but, she, but she's a know-it-all and she's very straight-laced and has nothing to offer. And if you watch like the newer Scooby-Doo movies, um, they kind of address all that. Like they, they talk about her being a know-it-all. They talk about what's his name being a jock and what's her name kind of being a bimbo but like they're more than that in the in the new movie so it's like they they've already updated these characters in a way that's satisfying so for, in this it just felt like you know like Mindy Kaley's doing this voiceover she's Velma and then she's just like but this show starts with a murder bitch and it's it's just everything the writing is so bad and then there's just like naked girls in the shower in the beginning and then they're trying to be meta by talking about how come in horror movies there's always nudity everywhere but while they're being naked and um, yeah yeah i mean it, I, I i i grant you that i mean it's it's just the writing is so bad and and they kept and i get it like white people suck i'm always I, i've been talking about that shit for 20 years since before it was popular i get it but like this show is leaning so hard into being like white people are bad isn't like it's it's just Everything it can do to try to like pull in eyes that every, it just seems completely contrived and insincere. And then like um, there's no heart. And then it just felt like you know, it felt like the writing was what like middle aged or old people think teenagers sound like. That's what it felt like. Yeah. I mean, I everything you're saying, like, I, I don't disagree. Uh, yeah. I. I just watched it and I thought that people's reaction to it are a little over the over the top well i mean if you're looking at the internet that's you know uh, even for the internet it's over the top i mean this thing has got like they a, do that about everything you know no the, this the is fucking, different that's what this is different the, like the, the the sonic trailer drops and people are like fuck you you ruined my fucking childhood and it's like well maybe not like <laughs> it's okay to say you don't like it i mean this is to freak this, out. yeah but this show is getting lambasted in a way that is it's the worst reviewed cartoon series ever imdb it's right it has a 1.3 out of 10 yeah 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 as i said and it's no it's it's like that's a fact it's legitimately the worst rated cartoon of all time and i just i watched three episodes and i'm like well it's just not that (laughs) for me it's not that bad and i'm not saying it's great but it's like come on yeah i thought it was really bad yeah i I, I wasn't i wasn't emotional about it i was just like this is just a terrible this is just terrible yeah because it's just terrible writing terrible writing you're 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 uh you know when you you're you know bringing up Harley Quinn. I mean it's it's so fucking obvious that that yeah. is the that is the show that is trying its best to uh to ape. And yeah, the writing and comparing those two just again just based on the writing because that Harley Quinn show, although it took me a while to to actually watch it, it's great and it's Amazing. fucking brilliant. So and it's good. because of how witty it is. Yeah, and it and, has and so this, much heart, and yeah. it's uh, it's really it's authentic. And this Velma show, yeah, it's definitely it, it's trying for the um, it's trying for the humor of a Harley Quinn, but without, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, without any actual uh, uh, emotion or, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's there's a level there's a there's a level of mean spiritedness that kind of permeates through Velma that I recognize, yeah, even even yeah. seeing the three episodes, yeah, three episodes deep, um, it just kind of feels. Uh, and I'm and I'm okay with mean, sure. But it can't just be mean. No, you no. Know, there's got to be some heart within it. There's got to right. be. There's got to be some character. Not all, but at least at least a character that 
you know, that is, you know, there's, you've got some sentiment about that. There is like an underlying bit of, of heart to it all. And there's, yeah, you know, Velma definitely doesn't have that at all. It's just none. It's, it's, it's completely soulless. It, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a, uh, not very well written soulless animated show about the Scooby-Doo gang in their infancy. And I thought it was interesting enough. I, I, I don't have an, an urge to watch episode four. I just, you know, I, I just watched them back, you know, in a row. Cause they're like 30 minutes, whatever, not even 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and it was quick. So I watched three, got a sense of it. And yeah, I don't know. I was just like, man, the internet's kind of going, going ham on this little extra, yeah. extra. Yeah. I mean, I, but, I agree, the, but, like... but yeah, but it's not good. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I just didn't think it was as bad as everybody is purporting uh, it to be. I mean, outrage in general is complete nonsense. It's so ridiculous. But um, even, but, but even I with just... stuff that that's bad, like there's usually a side that is on it that is vehemently behind it. Like there are people like when Batman vs Superman came out, yeah, most yeah, yeah, people yeah. did not like that movie, but it had its fans, right? It yeah. wasn't this one sided where everybody is like, no, this is this is the shits. It so is bad. It's though. unique like, in that I, way. Yeah, yeah, it, it is very bad. Um, you know, it's it's like a, you know, like the last Airbender movie, the M Night Shyamalan movie. Like, yeah, I never saw everybody, that, but I heard that was terrible. If uh, I, I've seen, I've seen pieces of it, and it's unbearable. It's, yeah. I, I, there's no way I can sit through two hours or whatever it is of that. Um, but from what I've seen of it, it's shocking how bad it is. Um, like, I mean, the VFX are even bad. You can't even watch it and be like, well, it looks cool. Because it doesn't. It looks yeah. terrible. And uh, yeah, so it's like for, for me, this Velma show, I was curious, like, wow, it's it must be. And I didn't find any of it um, like so bad that I would storm the Internet. And be yeah, like, this yeah. is so bad. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's what people do now. That's how they, you know, that's where they draw the energy from is just making noise. And it's easy to make noise with being upset about shit. And the fact, so, I mean, and you mentioned that Velma's, you know, you said she's not that popular. And again, I, I, I trust you on this because, like I said, I, I don't know what's like much for Scooby Doo. I've been watching an episode of Scooby Doo since I was a kid. Yeah, but it was it was like the highest rated uh, animated show uh, on HBO Max. Um, so there was definitely curiosity about it. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe it could be just. For reasons we both decided to watch it where it was like over here i'm hearing so much shit about this. yeah let me check it out uh, let's check out the car wreck you know what i mean so maybe yeah. it could just be attributed to that it's but, definitely yeah. gonna get like a ton of viewers because of this yeah people are hate know, watching it you know? yeah which hey you know but if but, you're Warner yeah. brothers you're like fuck it we don't care why you're watching it but if you watch money's it, money man yeah. let's go we're, we're selling ad space so we don't care um yeah I, I did think it was really bad i uh it felt interminably long to me too even though it was only 25 minutes or whatever it is i kept being like is this over like it's just so yeah, i found it to be really bad there, there were a couple of things that i did like that i thought were kind of cool ideas um the fact that she has trauma of investigating things because of her relationship with her mom sure. and how the mom dipped out on her and that and then how that met and how that trauma manifests itself you know with uh the imagery of like uh, her being haunted by all these ghouls and all that kind of stuff. And she, she, she's basically having a panic attack and how, you know, people close to her around her have to try to, you know, snap her out of it. I, I, I thought that was a pretty cool, uh, you know, device, creative device to handle and to illustrate her, her, her panic and her trauma. And did you get, did you see, I don't know if it was in episode one, I doubt it was, but they do this thing where they talk, they, they kind of reevaluate what happened with the mother. Okay. Where on the, the first go through, when they do the flashback, you see them having this great loving relationship through Velma's recollection of it. Mm -hmm. But then she is given a different perspective where all those cutesy things that were happening and going on with her and her mother were actually flipped and Velma was terrorizing this poor woman. <laughs> and, and it was like, no, this is not how you remember it. You know, uh, I thought that I actually got a chuckle out of that. That's funny. And they kind of gave a reason for like why the mom might have left. Mm -hmm. And that kind of reframed things for Velma. So I don't know, like there were things that I liked, but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm with you over mostly, you know, overall, like not a great show. Yeah. And, I just thought it, I thought it was really bad writing, but it's not like, 
Yeah. Again, like I just I don't know. It didn't upset me. Like I was, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this show sucks. Okay. I actually yeah. wish it would have been worse. Because right. for me, the biggest thing, and we talk about this on the show sometimes too, where it's like, you know, uh, if you're gonna fail at something, fail spectacularly. The worst thing Definitely. is just to be mid. <laughs> and, you know, because there's so much good content out there. I mean, we were just talking about, I mean, one, we talked about a great movie in Hereditary, more than, I mean, Hereditary, Midsummer, uh, The mm-hmm. Last of Us is out there on the same platform. Yeah. Uh, the Visit, which I'm going to check out. So, like, when there's so much content right at your fingertips that's good, it's yeah. like, it's hard. Like, I, even, yeah, it's like, well, why waste my time, even if it's 20 minutes, you know, or, you know, 30 minutes on something that is just there? Versus yeah. I, could, I could put that towards something that's quality. Yeah. Uh, so that's the hardest thing now where it's like, and that's why, yeah, I watched it and I was hoping for more of a train wreck, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that. Like, I've uh, I've seen worse movies and worse TV shows. I don't know about worse animated shows. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have. But, like, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. It, yeah. it should have been better or worse. Or worse, yeah. I just think conceptually, like, I get what they were going for. Like, on HBO's side, they're thinking, like, oh, yeah, we need more shows about girls. We need more shows about people of color. And we need edgy shows that kids kids want to watch that it's like, oh, it's like an adult cartoon that's very in now. You know, Rick and Morty and Harley Quinn and whatever. So I get the, why the pitch worked. Uh, you know just, those two cartoons were in that elevator pitch. And of this course. Is, this is the poorest of the poor's poor man's version of those shows yes it's it like, really, yeah, really do, like it's gonna be like brick and morty and harley quinn but it's with velma and everything's gonna be flipped so instead of everything being like wholesome it's gonna be perverted ah it's you know what it, fe- it felt like very like uh mid to late 90s irony like you know remember, remember the 90s when just everything was just drenched in irony and like nothing could be serious and nothing could be earnest everything was just like oh uh, yeah remember it oh, yeah. felt like that. And, and it's like Mindy Kaling is a child of that era. So it makes sense that she headed this show and that was her frame of reference. But like, yeah, I just thought her writing. Well, I don't want to blame it on her. Well, she, she's the showrunner. She's, it's, it's, it's her thing. So it's like she, you got to take the blame. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. So she she because somebody I had read. So she like her name is being bandied about because of who she is. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't the creator of the show. No. No, no. I did zero research. I have yeah. no idea. Well, the only re- I, I just know this. Uh, just I had read an article about it. Where, but she's getting all of the. I mean, she's the front-facing star of the show, and yeah, she is a writer. Happens. She is a writer on it, but she's not the creator. The okay. creator is. Oh, I just had it up. Shit, really good. Um, damn it. Ricky, why didn't you just pop up the first one? Uh, Velma T. Yeah, here we go. So, yeah, it's. Developed by this guy Charlie Grandy, oh, and so he he partnered with Mindy Kaling, obviously, yeah. But he is the one that is responsible for the show itself. And listen, he began his career on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, SNL, The Office, and Guys with Kids. Don't know that one. He had a string of collaborations with. Oh, here we go. A string of collaborations with actress and producer Mindy Kaling through the Mini Project champions and four weddings and a funeral oh uh, here it is he is the son of former love boat star turned politician fred grandy <laughs> so yeah yeah it's bad let's, let's, um, let's throw his name out as well sure instead of what's his name charlie grandy charlie grandy and, and here's the thing like i love like when scooby-doo is good it's so fun. It's, you know, kids investigating supernatural mysteries and they're cracking some jokes and it's it's awesome. It's like, you know, it's it, you're watching, you know, a fucking monster squad or the Goonies. It's like that type of, of vibe. So it's like if if there was a Velma show, it's like, yeah, her, how she got started. But it was it had heart and it was earnest and it it meant something. And it wasn't just like make something edgy for the kids like it. I would be totally into it. Yeah. Uh, I just think it, the writing is just so bad. And it, I don't know, like, why can't things just be wholesome? I don't understand. Like, why is that such a problem now where it's like, no, everything needs to be dark or fucked up or twisted. Like, everything is ironic again. It, it, that's a feeling like in, in the 90s, which is like everything is ironic. 
don't take anything seriously. Everything sucks. And I was like, I don't know. Like, what? why take a wholesome character and make it unwholesome? For what reason? I don't understand. Yeah, I think it doesn't I mean, make any sense to me. I, I get what they were going for. I, I just I just think, you know, the they they just went they went too far in, in, in that direction. You yeah. Know, um way too far in that direction. Yeah, like, I mean they're, I, they're they're talking about fucking in this show and like she's a slut and it's like these are high school kids also. Yeah. Like I and yes, high school kids talk like this. I I remember being in high school, but like why contribute to this idea that like, yeah, when you're in high school, just talk about fucking and killing and like what why can't you contribute anything good? I don't understand. Like every portrayal of a younger generation now is just is is shitty. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, look at who's writing it, right? Like, how, yeah. like they are far removed from what it is to be uh, someone in high school, and I think yeah. they're overcompensating for that fact. You know, um, and on and and just the fact that the lead character of Velma. She's just not that likable on the show. Not at all. You know, I mean, I, the way she treats uh, Shaggy, who he's not even given the Shaggy nickname yet. He's Norville. Right. right? I mean, she kind, of, she kind of treats him like a piece of shit, yeah. you know, and there's just nobody likable, really. He, Norville probably comes the closest. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say he's all that likable, you know. Uh, I mean, not that they've really given much depth to any of these characters, but you would hope that the lead, the show, that the, the titular uh character you should like you should, yeah, like, you should like the titular you should like that character. that character yeah totally and you just you really don't it's like just yeah it's like it's it's like a, it's always funny mm -hmm. without now with, with it's always funny is definitely a uh a mean-spirited show but, but if it the was group, just but the group itself like they're shitty yes. people and they're even shitty to each other but there's also a love with the yeah. group within yeah. that group or Seinfeld, like these are terrible people. Yeah, but they, yeah, exactly. They love each other, and there's something there. There's something there, and that can go a long way towards making those characters come across as somewhat endearing. But there's, yeah. there's none of that um, that I found with the, with Velma at all. Yeah. And yeah, but whatever. Yeah, I, you know, I'll put that thirty minutes towards the the Last of Us. Damn, dude! Like the Last of Us is so good. I like I want to watch it again. Like I, I just I visually it's stunning. It looks so good and everybody, you know, is such a good actor and um it just the pacing of it is perfect. It moves so smoothly. Everything just kind of pushes forward. They're not dragging shit out. I'm I'm a big big fan. I uh yeah. Yeah. And and the creators have already said they're not going to go past the the game so like you know the, the material's already there and they specifically cited game of thrones nice. like, we saw what happens with game of thrones we're not doing that well that's good to hear yeah that's good to like hear. so yeah we're, we're doing two seasons and it'll it'll more or less be seasons. the two it, games it'll be the two games yeah. and whether it's two or three seasons whatever it's just the material is the material and that's it and then we're done and i'm like oh thank god nice thank god i'm sure hbo will try to do a spinoff or whatever but yeah okay. but you know what though now i mean I'm thinking back now. I haven't seen uh, Uncharted, mm -hmm. the movie, and that so would have worked far better as a prestige hour-long TV show. Right. You know, you get the quality of filmmakers uh, that The Last of Us has, and you get same yeah. same freaking studio, and you give them that IP and right. let them go to town on, you know, on a series one that could probably that could last a hell of a lot longer than two. Right. There's so much backstory you can do with Nathan Drake and. And it's and just constantly more adventures. Go more ahead, adventures, more adventures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, definitely. So that would have been cool. Maybe it's not too. Maybe you know. Maybe they'll do that. You know. Maybe because what else yeah. is Naughty Dog? I mean, Naughty Dog, uh, Uncharted, Last of Last Us. Last of Us. Those are the two big ones. The, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I thought there was like another large one too. Uh, did they do a platformer as well? Right. Uh, Jack was it Jackson? Was that them? Jackson Clank or whatever? Oh yeah, maybe that's one thing. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Naughty Dog. Let's see. Um, games. Uh, Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter, okay. Yeah. That's their other one. Yeah, I really don't care, but I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless it was like a really cool animated show or something. Um, I would I would not want to see a live action version of that. 
Oh, you know what I want to see? This is not Naughty Dog, but it's uh, Control. Mm, yeah, that would be dope. That'd be cool. One hundred percent. Somebody's working on that. There's no way. It's 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 a cinematic show. Yeah, it's very Stranger Things esque. There's no way somebody's not like in development for Control. Yeah. Um, so I saw that? one more thing. Yeah, because I, I got to get back to it. Yeah. Um, I, I saw one more thing. And today I saw I watched Megan. Oh, you did. You saw it. Yeah, I did. And uh, it's exactly like you said. It's stupid and super fun. And you see all the moves coming and you're not really surprised by anything. But it's it's a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's well made. It's um, nothing new. But it was it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. I laughed at some stuff. Uh, it knows what it is. I was I was gonna say there's something to be said for any film that knows what it is Absolutely. and gives you that. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like I went in expecting a thing with this film, and it delivered that thing that I was hoping to see. Yeah, that's a so win. Satisfying. Yeah. It's like this is no, this is exactly what you're gonna get. And at the end, like you're not you don't see this often you're gonna get a robot on robot fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah it was super fun man I, yeah i liked it and uh you know they they set it up for sequels with the the guy stealing the information and selling it to somebody else yeah that's which <laughs> yeah and he you know so yeah I, I liked it it was super dumb it was just so dumb and really fun yeah i, I yeah it was great yeah it was dumb in all the right ways you know yes uh, yeah. I just I like they kept they they took it just serious enough. Yeah, they didn't try to overly sell you on on this and make it so kind of um, um, import self important. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly they, it. it. They straddled that line. This uh, is a superficial movie. Yeah, yeah. Like about we'll a killer android doll. <laughs> yeah, and like and and they threw in like there's some heart you know they touch a little bit on just like no it's important for kids to actually feel their emotions right. and have somebody to guide them like there is like a ultimately there is a very good message in here but you know it's it's baked into this just stupid movie about a killer robot yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so fun it's really good i'm glad i'm glad you dug it did you did you see it in theaters or you did you just uh i watched it here other yeah. ways yeah 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 i'm glad, um, oh, yeah. Right, well, cool. I'm glad you saw it yeah, yeah yeah it was good um i was gonna say one more thing Nah, I forgot. But yeah, yeah, it was fun. I, I do recommend it. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be on uh, one of these streaming sites probably within the next couple of weeks, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh, and I heard um, they are doing a Violet Night too. Yes! That was confirmed. I read I read that the other day. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that is coming. I hope it's a uh, a prequel. Yeah. I want to I wanna see I, either like early like the first couple of years of him being santa and i and they're for they'll for sure do more viking stuff too yeah courtesy of the rap and the av club violent night 2 is coming to town yes yeah guys I, if, I, if you yeah, haven't I, seen violent night I and mean, we we did a whole episode about it if you missed that episode go back and, and listen i think it's like 89 or 88 or something like that that movie's outstanding it's so much talking about a movie that's fun and knows exactly what it is yeah it's like yeah. i mean first of all it's a great title it's called violent night and that's exactly what you get yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a pun it's true yeah. Like, it's, yeah yeah that movie's outstanding well that's exciting nice and it looks like the director and everybody's coming back for this oh so, good yeah except for john leguizamo <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see him <laughs> making a return <laughs> and if he does it's like oh shit, definitely got to step I'm excited to see how he how he's back, man. Unless the yeah. twin brothers, it, like it that. would have to be a prequel at that at that point. Yeah. It would have to be. Well, that's exciting. I'm glad to hear that. I think Violent uh, Night has the potential to be the Godfather two of this burgeoning franchise. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, man. If they can keep the quality up, I'll watch those movies every year. Hell for yeah. The rest of my life. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Good talking to you as always, yeah, brother. Great talking to you, brother. Thanks for listening, to everybody. Um. Follow us on Twitter at Bombcast Podcast. Rate and review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify and share. That's more important than any of those. Just share it. Post it on your social medias. Tag us or whatever. And uh, well, yeah, we'll see you next yeah, week. We're still trying to get that Manscaped money. More on that coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Peace, y'all. Peace.
Bombcast.